I'm with Asma Khan and Alan Cole, who are artist collaborators here in Montreal. I'm uh, sitting uh, with them. It's the afternoon. And um, there's a piece up on the wall that they worked on, which involved sort of a remixing of a 3D of a 360 degree photo that has become 3D in a sense, uh, very beautiful. Uh, I've been following Asma's work for some time, which is like very intricate patterns and almost uh, 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 organic structures as through through drawn work. Uh, it's best you see it, it's beautiful. Um, you've been working on a collaboration project for a while. Um, and uh, in this discussion, um, I was really interested in exploring some of the the directions that you're taking into um, into physics, into space time. That's definitely something that's kept me grounded. But before we get there, I'll just have you first both introduce yourselves and uh, just say a few words. You can even just share how you're doing today, whatever you'd like. <laughs> Hi, Stefan. Hey. Nice to be here. Uh-huh. Um, yes, my name is Asma Khan. I'm from Pakistan, and um, and I've been in Montreal now in the last twenty years, and uh, just um, have a studio practice since many many years. And the last uh, three years, two to three years, I've been looking closely at cellular structures and um, the microscopic world as references for my work, and my work has been based on concepts of Sufism and um, about about dealing with, with what the ego is and removing the view of the ego to actually see the nature of reality. And then um, and then we got in, I got into quantum mm-hmm. physics and uh, that's also been another sort of um, viewpoint into understanding the nature of reality. So, um, yeah, and I've been... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as novices, the thing about quantum physics is that you can understand something for two nanoseconds Uh because it's so complex, and then it gets flushed out of your brain. So I think this... In this project, Uh we're trying to draw certain things before they're flushed out of the brain. Some very strange concepts in quantum physics. Wow. uh, Wow, capture the moment, (laughs) or if there is a moment. If there is a moment of understanding. And you're part of this collaboration. Maybe just introduce yourself first and Uh, build on anything Asma was saying. That's a good idea. Jesus, she was so elegant. Um, my name is Alan Cole. I'm uh, originally from the U.S. and moved here in um, the early 2000. And uh, nice. I've been been in the film business for about that long, um, mostly as an editor. I've made a few of my own films, documentaries, um, and sort of looking for uh, not just looking, but but uh, it's been a shift in my life. And it's met Asma many years ago, but we never collaborated artistically. Okay. But uh, after losing uh, some of our family members, we, we we both started studying a little bit of quantum physics independently, and last year came came together and, and discussed this, and all of a sudden, uh, just her art and some photographs I've been exploring um, just came together, and uh, yeah, the rest has been, it's, it's been a year of just um, development and kind of uh, introspection with that, and sort of 
playing in the sandbox with that together and, wow. and seeing what we're coming out with. And right on. Yeah, so it's the story for me behind our meeting, not just our meeting a long time ago, but just how we how we came to this mm. point mm-hmm. is, uh, mm. well, it's interesting and it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's close to my heart and it's close to our souls because of, because of the losses that we had. So, and here we are today, yeah. Right on, right yeah. on. So, um, <clears throat> describing art on the radio is always challenging, but um, I guess um, I, I would just like to build on a, a few things that were said. Um, Asma, your work, I mean, I'm sure you've heard so many different like references and people talking about it, and it reminds me of this, and <laughs> inspiration. I, a lot of the times seeing your work, I, I from the very beginning, I, I did see some sort of like examination of natural beings you know i felt like oh well we're looking into what is inside of a plant or a human or a, some sort of creature um so you're doing this in an urban environment um also you've lived in other urban environments around the world um i'm familiar a bit about your artistic practice you you're like focused on space and sort of creating a space of reflection in the urban environment um how does this work speak to like your focus on nature and and why has that been important for you i think nature has been important because it offers a very pure form Mm. to reflect on Mm -hmm. and there's many many layers of pure form you can go deeper and deeper from the outside of something to the inside of something the cellular structure of something and to to the point of what you consider absent Mm -hmm. what you consider visually absent is actually present Mm -hmm. um, in cellular form in in gases Mm -hmm. in dead skin cells in dandruff floating around so um, and cosmic dust all kinds of stuff so so there is no such Uh thing as as um, as a vacant as vacant space Mm -hmm. And, and I think that it's also important for me personally, and also like especially in Western culture, we are so driven by our need of identity and by our identity that if it's humbling to look at the cellular structure of yeah. a potato or, yeah. or, or something that you would throw away, a rotting avocado, it's humbling. And because it's humbling, um, it gives you a sense of what's really present in what is apparently absent. Yeah. So it gets one to reflect a little bit. And I think my my process is one that is meditative. I Uh spend long hours doing details, trying to do justice to to what exists true form how mm-hmm. true form exists in nature wow. so yeah wow. yeah so this is expressed through different mediums and you mentioned photography and we watched before we had this discussion this this sort of video 3d type of remix of Asma's work could you could you describe some of the elements you're working with and 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 how that came together micro, micro. and uh yeah, yeah. um yeah it's, uh, I'm I'm working with the still cameras and and uh-huh. and stitching st- stitching uh, landscapes. I started by stitching the landscapes together in, in all nice. di- in all directions, and then 
started just manipulating that in a program almost sort of accidentally came yeah. you know it's things it's like the recipe that sort of is now present is, is is a many stage kind of thing but uh it it's the way i like to see it is we when we started we were shooting it was like a, these 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 rooms we started with the rooms that were in uh, internal house spaces that okay. just got us going what you're seeing on the wall is a little different than what's happening now we've augmented where we're going but the idea felt interesting because we were talking about death before. We are talking about the mm -hmm. afterlife. And yep. the first impression that these photos would give when people would see them is like, oh, it's like an, a little bit of an outer body experience because you're seeing the information that's been shot in the room from yeah. a completely, you know everything's there. And then to watch it turn into another, let's say, uh, object or another photo. Yeah. all come, like sure. you're, And it feels like you're lifting off the ground. And it's sort of, it's one of those things that's easier to see than, than talk about. But... The feeling was there, and people were noticing, and I was, they were having, and I was having that reaction. So, and what I really liked about that is that the possibilities of one photo is done correctly and stitched, and you have this master sort of photo. We're able to create so many different angles and so many different um, two-dimensional pieces <laughs> from the one photo. That's incredible. It's like it's it's, it's as if you so shot like forty hours of footage in a film, and you now have forty hours of footage yeah, yeah, yeah. to work with mm -hmm. out of one photo. Mm -hmm. So this exploration into that photo alone can be could be last all night, and and from these particular projections and the way that it's spun and the way that um, she gets excited, and then boom, she's off, and then she starts painting over it, and then that comes back to me, and I'm like, oh my god, like so, and we've just been infl and our our aesthetics have been just. Wow. influenced by each other too i mean i'm yeah. yeah and also like in terms of um in terms of photography what's been really interesting is that we started off with the concept of uh macro mm -hmm. so we were taking really large pictures of large uh landscapes drone shots etc and now we're going micro we're going into the a crevice of a coriander seed or a cumin seed so we've gone from very big to very small but what's also interesting is that there is a certain correlation mm. between micro and macro worlds sure. there's uh, there's patterns that get repeated mm -hmm. but also somehow mixing we're trying to mm. mix the two worlds mm -hmm. And somehow when you take micro out of its reference or macro out of its reference, it's almost like you've taken time and space out of reference. Mm -hmm. So you're aiming yeah. to create something mm -hmm. that's outside time and space because you've taken the spatial reference out of something very large or something very, very small. Mm -hmm. And then uh, so I think that's what we're playing around with also a combination of two dualities of big and small repetitions mm -hmm. between there's a meeting in the middle with those with the extremes of macro and mi micro mm -hmm. also the quantum you know we're not experts but the thing is these notions are informing you know like the notions sure. of that theory of relativity how, how time and space are connected you know so going small and going big and then smashing together we almost don't know we could be looking like is that a wide shot or is that a, is that a is that a you know a, a micro microscope shot like and, and then the two just collapse into sure, just whatever sure. the feeling that we get from it is is kind of becomes neither or both mm -hmm. and then it, it, mm -hmm. it like she said it just kind of annihilates time you know right. a little bit like time and space and reference points get a little bit lost so mm -hmm. something we've been yeah getting excited about yeah. and also speaking of reference points another thing that we've 
part of our processes. Mm-hmm. We've been doing sort of residencies, doing field trips, mm-hmm. and some of these field trips have involved going and uh, doing interviews with uh, particle physicists or or people. NDE survivors who've who've had out of body experiences and then they came back. That's another sort of medical study that's now taken very seriously um, about the commonality of NDE experiences. So we're sort of trying to stitch mm. some understanding mm. out of the basic mm. loss that I think both. Alan and I are trying to understand the loss of my father, the loss of his parents, that where did they go? Mm. And it's nice to figure out, like in quantum space, like, oh, if we can connect somehow to where they might be, like a certain... And, you know, according to particle physics or string theory, there are there are dimensions, there are sure. 10 dimensions. Sure. So... So we're just through art trying to look for something, um, look for the people we love, the people we love who will go for mm-hmm. our, for us when we go, uh, to explore that in an aesthetic way. And also, I think the main idea, that's how Alan and I started, was to find a way, I think quantum physics helped us sort of, sort of get rid of the fear of death because yeah. the grieving was so big yeah. grieving that it really helps yeah. uh, see the natural fashion of wow. things in a in a beautiful wow. aesthetic way so i think if we can create a post-death um painting or scenario for 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 someone where mm. something where death or post-death is something that is soft mm-hmm. as opposed to fearful because mm-hmm. that's what we're experiencing with our work mm-hmm. for ourselves yeah there's there's a healing quality there's nice. a sense mm-hmm. of understanding and seeing it from another perspective uh, seeing ourselves and our lives from another perspective mm-hmm. listen to a lot of um people who have died and those stories of people who have died and come back and uh listen we listen to a ton of them and i've been listening to a ton of them and they all have that thing in common where they leave their bodies and it's and, and it's for the most part everyone has this amazing amazing time that alone is like who knows these are things some of the most beautiful things we can't prove to each other but i think they're you know when someone's speaking honestly you sort of get a, a vibration from that sort of the way they're saying it you know wow. and uh so that's been again playing that's just been very encouraging to and mm-hmm. you know one of the ideas was to take a go in with these take this instead of interviewing people that are maybe close to being their death time maybe yeah. on their deathbed or yeah. people have gone over or about to die have a lot to say mm-hmm. like there's stories that are on the edge of living either just before or, or have gone and come back sure sure one of our ideas was to was to instead of filming them we would take we would take in a camera and get this get this shot that we want and then create all the footage that we need and not bring in a crew and create these arts of artworks that that are uh, almost like the Big Bang. There's a seed in that picture, like I told you. The, 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 the whole room is in there, the person, there's stuff that they, they might be on their deathbed, sure. they could be in their room. And that's the footage we would use and create an alternate perspective of that room that we're in to create a, you know, perhaps something more abstract piece that is contained in that seed of that picture, wow. you know? Wow, okay. So you're both uh, independent artists in Montreal. Um, this exploration is done uh, autonomously. 
um, which I, I just wanted to ask you a bit about because both of you live in this city, have worked in visual arts and music and film and many other practices, of course, outside of the arts, connected to the arts. Um, can you can you share a little bit about like your feelings about this city and like how important it is to have like the social economic space to explore the sort of ideas that you're doing? Because um, we do live in a city where people can explore artistic practice without outside of the confines of like sort of a fixed modality of an academic institution or a funded art project that fits into capital systems. That's been actually uh, a, a learning process for us. Uh, I think the most important thing uh, in that trajectory has been, you know, a project has a fever and a compulsion. And uh, when yeah. we started yeah. this, we were yeah. very clear that uh, that we had a fever of creativity, that we have to do it. And uh, sometimes we were short, not sometimes, a lot of times, the stuff that we wanted to do, we were short on resources. Okay. And uh, Alan has a really nice word for it called stone souping. When there's just no resources left, you make a soup with stones, and then you keep and then you keep sort of stirring sure, it sure. with all your creative yeah, spirit, yeah. and it works. So yeah. people, it, come to people come to. So for example, like we re, for part of our work, we really wanted to have an electron microscope to 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 be able to see wow. the the smallest possible thing, but. We couldn't afford it. We had no access yeah. to it. So Alan went ahead and after many, many experiments with his lens, kind of created a microscope for us at home. So we're stone souping a lot. Oh, wow. We just, when, we, when we're short on resources, we're just going through alternative routes. We haven't taken residencies, but we create our own residencies. We go for field trips. And I think as long as... We have a true form to work with, uh -huh. which could be a dust ball in the room that goes under the microscope to to larger landscapes in nature. Yeah, that I think that's and then we're when we're also part of our processes, we'll go to Alan's music studio and play music, source through music, source. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I think we're trying creatively to source everything that we can. <laughs> Yeah, and she's, pretty, she's pretty much pretty much said yeah. it. And she was buying like these microscopes you see here. She's like, I want a microscope, and you've got that one, but it didn't quite work. And then this one had trouble, and I just kept researching. I found some stuff on the internet how to turn some of my lenses, my old lenses that I have, into like highly powerful, uh, you know, by nice. augmenting them and hacking them. Basically. Oh wow! So because <laughs> yeah. they're expensive, you know, yeah. have you know. Wow. She's pretty much said it. And like the residency is like, well, we can't afford it. You know, and a lot of them you have to pay. And wow. And so, so why don't we just, we'll take two yeah. days a week. Yeah. Was it two Thursdays and Fridays? And we're going to move forward on this project. So one day, and just to shake it up, we might go visit a friend of ours who has a, who has a, he's a blacksmith and um, he makes knives and he's got these big fires that he puts yeah. the knives in. Yeah. He's got, he grows mushrooms and he sells them to restaurants and stuff. And wow. he's got beautiful light coming in. I said, well, there's a, a lot going on here. I mean, the, for us, it's, it's, we don't need to go too far, we're realizing, you know, especially when we're going into micro micro, mm -hmm. micro world, you know. Mm -hmm. And then once in a while, we go into the other other one. We take a field trip or go to a, sh a cabin or something, a friend, you know, but all in the cheap. And um, yeah, luckily, Montreal does allow for, 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 you know, 
being able to afford some you know some time and space to do these things and the, so right the rent isn't so uh, incredibly mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still but that's coming up but so yeah and just trying to find creative ways to 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 get the thing to get I don't know get the resources we want to do the things we want but um, yeah and Montreal I think is one thing good about Montreal is also because there's so many artists mm-hmm. and everybody nobody's a millionaire here as an artist that there are like there is that spirit of stone souping everywhere there's a lo- whole bunch of people who are mm. constantly starting something yeah. out of zero yeah. literally zero yeah. Yeah. and then they just add a little yeah. resource and yeah. a little that and a little that so I think that that really helps us. Nice. Like, I think if we were living in a very cosmopolitan, capitalistic city, mm. uh, I don't know if we would think of creating our own microscope. We would just uh, look for, sure. you know, like I think it's uh-huh. here the spirit allows you. It's just like, okay, I can't have this. What's another way that I can create it? Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Asma Khan, Alan Cole, thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, your uh, maybe just mention where people can find your work online. Oh yes, uh, I'm on Instagram and uh, under Asma Esen Khan. Okay, Alan Cole, Asma Khan. Thank, thank you so much. You. Okay, thank cool. You. Right on. Yeah.